Back to another edition of the BH Sales Kennel Cup Holistic Healing Hour. Welcome one and all. Thank you for being here. Some of you by invite when you have the opportunity to get so probably more so ubiquitous audience. Thank you one and all. We continue to grow exponentially with your help by paying it forward, liking us, sharing us, liking our YouTube channels. And you are doing that. We're seeing a modicum of success in that. Thank you for that. We grow together. And it's really, really, really everything to do with provocative guests, much like my one in waiting here today. My pleasure. And we just had some pleasantries in the green room, you know, cyberspace, weather, the world as a whole. Hey, we made it. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> Tracy's here champing at the bit a little bit. So some of you may have heard her bio from the Podmatch Arena that I did in the Prelude show yesterday at time of taping. And for those of you that haven't heard it as of yet, and of course, you know, Tracy, <laughs> as we played phone tag, I took off your bio page to myself. So I'm going to please indulge on yourself to go through your bio. And I apologize for that with all the mayhem and introduce yourself to us. Thank you for being here. And I'm going to let you segue in and do all the work to do your bio and your about <laughs> us page and about yourself. Thank you for all the confusion. Thanks for being here and take it away. I'm going to sit back and let you do all the work. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Tracy. Thank Wonder you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here today. And it all started at the age of 17. I like to say when I speak in public, I'm 17 years old. And you should see everybody's face look up like, you're not 17 years old. But I was lying in a hospital bed fighting for my life. And the doctor walks in and he puts his hands on his hips. And he says, young lady, You've got juvenile diabetes. You're going to be dead in 20 years. You're going to die with horrible complications. You're going to go blind. You're going to have your legs amputated. You'll go on dialysis. And then you're going to have to have multiple shots of insulin every day for the rest of your life because there's not a cure. And as he's walking out the door, he said, oh, and you're never going to be able to have any children. And Great bedside, seven, great, yeah. great bedside right. manner, great, great bedside manner on that particular right. physician, but continue. Right. But so here I am lying in ICU, never really been sick a day in my life. At 17, it, at 17 years at, old to absorb this in 30 seconds or whatever. Exactly. And he wouldn't even stop to ask questions so I could ask questions or to talk or anything. And of course, my parents like really misdirected anger for whatever reason on <laughs> his or her part. But anyway, continue with the story. I'm so sorry. But but what's so important is it really did impact my life oh, for course. the positive, but for the positive, which is what's so unusual about this story. So I had to be in the hospital a couple of weeks. Just that's how they used to do things back then. And learning to give myself shots, you know, reading everything I could. And right. everybody kept telling me the same thing. You're going to be dead in 20 years. And I kept thinking, there's got to be hope. I mean, without hope, we have nothing. And I wanted Correct. some hope at that time. And so what I started doing when I got out of the hospital, I was a senior. Uh, when I got out of the hospital, I was a senior in high school. I started going to a local medical school library and started researching everything I could about being healthy. And a couple of weeks later, my friends and I went to the movie theater. And what do you do when you go to the movie theater? You smell what when you walk in? You smell popcorn. You know, you want the candy. All my friends were ordering everything like that. And it came to my turn. I knew I couldn't eat anything Correct. because at that time, life was a lot different than it is today. But so I just asked for a small cup so I could get a drink of water out of the fountain. I didn't want to be different than everybody else. But right. I wanted to have something. And this was way before diet soft drinks, way before oh, yeah. bottled water. I mean, this yeah. was back in the day. This was back when you and I were kids, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, and so the, the concession stand clerk looked at me and she said, no. And I said, oh, well, well, wait a minute. I'll be glad to pay for it. And she said, no. And I ran out of the movie theater and I'm crying. I mean, I was so scared anyway, not understanding my disease. And all the way home, I'm crying, I'm crying. And I got in bed that night. And just like that, I said, Tracy, you've got two choices. Are you going to be better or are you going to be bitter? 
which one are you going to choose? And at that moment, my life changed. And I said, I'm going to be better. I'm going to do everything I can every day to be better. And that was 47 years ago. So I've outlived my life expectancy. Who's counting? A couple of days ago. A couple of days (laughs) ago. A couple of days ago. So I've been doing research this whole entire time of 47 years. And I was trying to find out what works and what doesn't work. And I was just really, really struggling. And in my 30s, I started really understanding how food impacts what I eat. I mean, we all know it. And I was taught one way by, you know, the hospitals and everything. And I started realizing I was eating them standard American breakfast. I'd have a small bowl of cereal and some eggs or something like that. But my blood sugars would always go high and then they'd always crash. And I started reading about what they were doing in Europe. And they were eating salads for breakfast and protein and things like that. And I thought, I'll try it. And so I started doing that. And I started thinking, I'm on to something. So I started making major changes like that. Just little things, you know, instead of eating something for a meal, you know, instead of eating this, I'd eat that. And started watching not just my blood sugars improve, but feeling so much healthier. And by this time I had two children and I was like crazy, you know, running over, you know, doing their thing and still trying to manage my life. And so I really started thinking about what can I do now to keep extending my life? And I've always been an athlete. I've always enjoyed exercising. And so I thought, huh. That's what, that's why you've been so healthy, Tracy. And so a few years ago, I spoke at Harvard. And when I got finished speaking, they were asking me, how are you so healthy and what have you been doing? And I thought, it's my 3M formula. And if y'all don't hear anything else today, hear this though, 3Ms, you got to have the right mindset. I could have let that doctor tell me, oh, he's right. He's an expert. You know, and he is, I mean, or he was, you know, an expert, but instead of listening to his stinking thinking, I thought I'm going to show you differently and I'm going to take control. And then the second M is mouth. Learn to eat, to live, don't live to eat. That can transform everybody's life. And then the third one is move. We got to get off our chairs and move more. You know, that's what you talk about, you know, in your podcast, you know, and you park the car further away. I'm not talking about running a marathon or something like that. Just doing something every day, getting up off the chair and walking in place. Don't be sedentary. Don't be sedentary. (laughs) That's exactly right. And it's so right because as we age, people use the excuse, I hurt. And I use the opposite. If I sit too long, I hurt. Because literally, if I sit too long, I have a standing desk, obviously, as I'm sitting here standing. And right. But, you know, once in a while, I'll sit down and watch TV or something. And then within 30 minutes, I got to stand up and walk around or I start hurting. Exactly. And I'm like, exactly. why don't people understand this? And so we got to get off our chairs and move more. So those three M's have just transformed my life. And... I'm not your typical grandma because to celebrate, and I'm using this in quotes, to celebrate 40 years of living with type 1 diabetes, now it's called type 1 diabetes, I decided, I'm going to go for a bike ride. What I did was I got on my bicycle at the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco, and I pedaled, and I pedaled, and I pedaled until I got to New York City in the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, just short, short John. Just short, just short, short John. John. Yeah, short John, yep. 3,527 miles. That's so incredible. And how it long was did a, that actually take, how long did that actually take you? Okay, do, I could have, I could have done it in six weeks, very easily. Right. But right. it took three months because my goal at that time when I left was I wanted people to have hope especially kids that have diabetes. But we were in a time that things were not going real well and everybody was mad at each other, it seemed like. And I thought, you know what? People can look at this silly grandma riding her bicycle every day and say, hey, you know what? There's hope. And so I spent a lot of... Go ahead. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Did you get to kind of interact with the towns and so forth and the people within? As And I'm sure the notoriety... Because was that when you were on Dr. Oz or after the fact that you had done it? 
when that I, you were on. I finished, I finished on the Dr. Oz show. I that actually okay, rode but, my bicycle. But they actually and, were showing you on the bike. I think I remember that episode. How long ago would that episode of Dr. Oz have been? Six years, years ago. years ago, right? Six years a ago, few yeah. Years ago? Yeah, but yeah. I think I saw that episode, if memory you, serves. But continue. Maybe so. Continue. Yeah. So what I could have, like I said, done it in six weeks, but I did it in three yep. months because my goal was to provide hope. I had a lot of Correct. TV appearances uh, before Dr. Oz, and I had already been on TV before with the release of my first book because it was so popular. That was my point, though. And, did, local, did local townships catch on, like in yes. the local 6 o'clock news or whatever? Yes. Yes, yeah, that, yes. So thus yes. you had the beauty of interacting along the way of your trip. And Correct. you probably saw some pretty nice scenery along the oh, way as well. As well it was right? so pretty. Oh, it was right? so beautiful. It I'll was. Bet. So you and, had to take that in, take the deep oh, yeah. to, to enjoy that ambiance too. So good for you that you did take the extra time. Yes. But it's so but, key that you were physically fit, like you said, that you could have done it Correct. sooner. And, yeah. and I... Th- th- so I went with a different approach than what most people do who do a trans transcontinental run or ride or walk. Right. I just right. went I I just got up every day and I thought, okay, what am I what's my goal for the day? You know, and I'd yep. say, I'm just going for a bike ride, just like we used to do as kids. We never stressed about exercising as kids. Wasn't it amazing? And wasn't still it to amazing? this day when I get I know, yep. I just I'm going for a bike ride and it was fun. And you know, if we could but... flash back if we could flash back and try to monitor or pedometer it, we probably mm-hmm. rode some incredible amount of miles on bicycles around the neighborhood. I <laughs> well, know. I'm not sure about and... three thousand five I'm not sure about three thousand five hundred <laughs> miles. But right? But... We probably we oh, probably yeah. been, as kids, as kids, we probably And we had so much been... fun. It oh, was, was fun. a ball. It was a so why don't we yeah. do, why don't we do that as adults? That's what that's what my goal was also just to talk to people. And so I've got to tell you this story. I met a yeah, lady. I please mean, do. I met I met some of the most incredible people, incredible oh, people. Don't ever let anybody tell you there's bad people in this world. Yeah, there are some, but I met some there's incredible a lot of good people. people. That's exactly right. Exactly right. And Continue. so when I was I was stopped at a stop sign in Sacramento, California. And I just happened to notice out of the corner of my eye, a young lady standing at the book, uh, at the bus stop. And then she just looked and said, must be nice to ride your bike across the city. And I said, well, actually, I'm going to New York actually, City. Actually, I'm trying to go across the country. But yeah, but I just had that gut feeling I need to go talk to her. So I got right. off my bicycle and walked over to the bus stop and we just started talking. She was a Swedish young lady, probably in her mid thirties. Yep. And she was morbidly obese. And okay. she kept telling me, I have to sit here and wait for my brother to pick me up because I live around the corner and I can't walk that far. Oh, my God. And poor thing. Yeah. Poor thing. I know. Poor thing. She was so sweet. So we started talking and the health coach and me came out and I said, do you think you could walk, you know, a couple of doors down, a couple of houses down? And she said, no, I can't. Everything I kept saying, she said, no, I can't. I can't. I can't. She had the I can't. I can't. Yep. She had the yes. I can't syndrome. Yep. So I oh, said, yeah. Could you walk to the end of your driveway? And she said, I think I can. And I said, yes, walk to, your, walk to your near driveway, rest, and then walk back and then do that as often as you can. Walk next door, walk to the, you baby know, step. walk to the end street, baby you know, step. baby steps equals big changes. So walk around the block. When I was riding my bicycle to New York City, I got a text message from this sweet lady. And she said, I have, every time I say this, I get goosebumps. I want to cry. But she said, I have to tell you, I just signed up for my first 5K walk. That's 3.1 miles. I, I, she, I am familiar with the distance. I am familiar <laughs> with the distance. Yeah. And she said, I just can't even imagine what my life would have been like if I hadn't taken that step down the driveway. And then she said, and the weight is coming off of me. The doctor's like, what are you doing? And she says, I haven't trained, Tracy, I'm I haven't moving. changed anything. I, I'm, I'm moving. moving. Yeah. And so she was so excited. That was that was one of the nice things. And then another little girl that her mom reached out to me because I was doing social media and everything. And she said her daughter was six years old and she also had type one diabetes. Right. And they were so excited to watch this old lady. I always told myself I'm an old lady to the kids because I'm right. not that I'm not I don't. I mean, I'm not old at all. I mean, you don't but personify tell- it. You're not. You're not. You don't but, personify but, it. You don't emanate it. You don't emanate being old. Continue. Yes, Continue. Just like you don't. 
So Thank we you. were, you know, so, you know, um, I told the kids, you know, if this old lady can do it, what's stopping you? That kind of was my thing. So this mom sent me a description of what her child had done. So they right. went to the store and bought a big map of the United States. She cut out a picture of my face and cut a picture of a bicycle. And she marked my journey the whole time. Isn't and when that her mom beautiful? was that's what that's what this ride is all about because she kept and saying doesn't that, doesn't she, that make those rainy days or the peaks yes. and valleys of the terrain doesn't that make them well you know what if that woman could walk you know 50 feet or whatever i can ride another 20 miles or, or what or whatever that's a self-built <laughs> motivation for yourself so that's exactly so she was on my back the whole time every yes. time i'd get tired yeah. down the dump i'd be like yeah. no i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do it i never wanted to right. quit ever i was just awesome. amazing trip but you know she kind, of leave your, she kind of was your inspiration exactly sort of. i had inspiration like that all the way so in nebraska one time we were stopping with road construction and right. a, the 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 construction lady that blocks the traffic whatever you know when they say you got to stop i was first and she said so we started talking and then she said okay as soon as i rave my flag you go and i'm going to slow down the traffic because it was a lot of construction oh, and she bet. said hang oh, hang on a second she grabbed her water out of her cooler she had one water bottle left and she gave it to me and i said oh no Kanisha was her name. I said, no, you need it. You're working all day. She says, no, girl, you go. You need you take it. this water and you remember. <laughs> right. And Isn't that you know, beautiful? That was so, Isn't that beautiful? That was, That's I stopped so beautiful. And somewhere in, I know, somewhere in Wyoming, you know, I was really hitting those high, high mountains. I mean, I hit some, I hit three mountain ranges. But I was going to say, you must roll. have some tough terrain along the way, Very too. tough terrain. Oh, I'll bet. So in Wyoming, bet. in Wyoming, people were rolling down, because I was really struggling. They were rolling down their windows, and they were screaming, you can do it, you can do it, do and honking their horns. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, so it takes a team in life, and, and that's some oh, of the things that really impacted me, because without those kind of people and encouraging me, I was lost the whole entire time. Literally, the whole entire time I was lost, and I was leaving Trunky, California, heading to Reno, Nevada. And it was right. only supposed to be about three hours, you know, three right. hour tour. You remember Gilligan's yeah, right. Island? Yeah, you know? Gilligan's <laughs> Island, yeah, right. <laughs> and so I um I started looking at my watch and I thought, something's not right. I kept getting further and further away from what I thought was civilization. Anyway, uh -oh. I had to climb a mountain carrying my bicycle, got to Get the peak. And Get climb back down. And when I got to the bottom, I was talking to a couple of the guys that were working, and they said, "You're lucky to be alive. There are mountain bear, or there are mount, there are bears." everywhere on that mountain i was like oh i'm so glad i didn't get eaten because i just got lost so you know those kind of things happen but those are memories that i'm never going to forget but more importantly when i went to talk to several kids at hospitals you know the kids that were in the hospitals and stuff so like beautiful. that you know it was like you know you sit there and you say yeah gosh it's 118 degrees today and i'm riding up this mountain but you know what these kids are battling something much worse than what you're going through chin up let's get going you know yep, and that's right. and that's there's so many beautiful stories of like that and then when i was in chicago i got the phone call from one of dr oz's producers and right. said that we've been hearing about your story we'd love to have you have you on the show and so we worked so is that he all is out amazing is he is a stupid question but is he is an amazing man that he appears to be when you Even did better. get the great honor even he, he's nicer. Like just incredible, I would think. I've never had the honor of meeting him, but he is everything you see on TV and then some. He's yeah. the, one of the most nicest people I've ever met. I'll bet. And you just and, speaking of emanating a persona, he just emanates that. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and he is so kind to everybody in the audience. I mean, it it was so amazing being in the green room and people coming back and forth. And then he pulled me aside afterwards and he said, "Hey, would you mind doing a you know a quick like interview with me for behind the scenes?" I'm like, "Absolutely." And then you know he would hug me at the end and he said i had tears in my eyes i mean you know so he is he's genuine. Uh, yeah. he's genuine he's very he's genuine, genuine. Mm -hmm. and that's so yes. encouraging to hear because mm -hmm. you envision so many of those not so much the physicians but sometimes the physicians those shows sometimes you wonder mm -hmm. when they go to break are they nice to the camera people and the crew and the audience and the guests are they you know are they nice people mm -hmm. sometimes you wonder 
him I never had a doubt about, and you just concurred yeah. to it. He, he just personifies it. He, he seems yeah. like such an amazing man that he obviously is. So yes, that was yes. wonderful. That was yes, wonderful. That was, that was a great experience there too. But everything along, you know, people buying me food, people stopping just to ask Isn't me it wonderful? questions. It, that's such a metaphor for life that's re-encouraging, especially nowadays, but in any day, that mm -hmm. the communities rise, the construction workers, the everyday Joes, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. civilians, the, the oppressed, the depressed. I mean, it's just... Uh -huh. So great that they helped you and got behind you all the way, literally, in helping you with food and sustenance. And it's oh, great. Yeah. Did, did, did it was, you start to get tidbits of, of information like, hey, you might want to go around the Gray Gulch to save you? <laughs> did you start to get little tidbits because they were looking out for your well-being? Go this way. Don't go that way. That's beautiful, Wait, too. That's beautiful, in Nevada, yeah. I met a couple who were also bicyclists. They were having dinner, and they were so we were talking, and they said, right. "Oh, I've got the best ride for you. It's going to take you veer you off a little bit, but it's a great ride." Yeah, it's a, it was, it was, was it Death Valley or some crazy thing like that? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. It felt like it. I didn't I'll see. Bet. For an entire six or seven hours, I didn't even see a car. And cows nope. were crossing the street where I or the road that I was riding my bike on. So I would sit there and I'd wait for the cows to cross and things yeah, like right. that. But it was it was beautiful. But I, it was that's what this ride that maybe was what the trip was about. Quiet. Maybe a little yes. too quiet until you got a little <laughs> yes. closer to yeah. Many, many yeah. years ago, I hitchhiked across America Ooh. and I did get stuck going through. Death Valley, it's a very long story because uh, we hooked up with a long-haul truck driver who ultimately mm -hmm. said, if you want to go, we were young kids at the time. We had nothing to do the summer of fun, my, myself and my friend. And we hooked up with this long-haul truck driver. Long story short, we, got, we hooked up with him relatively quick in New England, hitchhiking. And he said, hey, I'm going to California. We were out, I had a sister out there. That was our ultimate goal. He said, if you want to bounce around with me, for a few stops along the way. We said, sure. We went to Chicago. Long story short, he gets to Texas and he goes, bad news, guys. My dispatcher just sent me to Florida. We had to hitch the hike through the panhandle of oh. death in Death Valley. So speaking of isolation and being a Yankee northerner, I literally fell asleep. Hitchhiking standing up. It was so hot then. It was so hot then. Let alone oh, those poor people with the temperature that they've just incurred. Now, anyway, I got sidetracked a little bit, but oh, I no, can but relate to the isolation of sometimes being out, like really out in the middle of nowhere. You do start oh, to yeah. wonder, like, you know, am I ever going to see the light of a city or whatever? Oh, so. right. It was just, but the whole entire experience, you know, I can't even, even when I finished, because that was one of the questions Dr. Oz, Oz asked me behind the scenes. Um, oh, we walk into the green room. He said, okay, tell me what your worst experience was. And I said, didn't have one. He's like, I kind of thought you'd say that. It was just all things bad happen, but things got better because of what happened the bad. The you positive know. so far outweighed the exactly. minor inconveniences. Yep. Exactly. You know, flat tires and people stopping to help and pick, you know, meeting people. I just, it's amazing the people I met on the, the ride. And, oh, bet. and oh, oh, I'll bet. How do your grandchildren I, love those anecdotes? <laughs> How do they love, they must just, oh, grandma, tell us more. Or Grammy, whatever they call you, Nana, or whatever. They must, they must. I mean, I'd like to, be, I'd like to be there sitting on the couch or whatever. Hey, Graham, tell us some more, tell us some more stories. It's so great. It's so great. I, one of my um one of my oldest granddaughter they were watching i was doing a tv appearance and they some of the questions they were asking was about the ride you know they just wanted to know more about what i do oh, and the sure. ride and things and oh, sure. i said and the, the the anchor said something about man you're my hero that's hard and my granddaughter told our daughter hey that's my grandma. <laughs> That's my grandma. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I so love I knew it. that she was proud. It. The little ones, they don't understand what, you know, yeah. But they but, will. But they, but they but will. They will. But they and, will. 
and I was planning on doing another one and then COVID hit and um, I was going to yeah. do from Canada to Mexico, but I'm kind of putting that off on hold for a couple more years just to kind of see, you know, because I have a couple back injuries from falling at well, the Grand wanna, Canyon. I mean, you, you know. Push it, for, push it and get hurt. I mean, you right. don't want to do that. You don't want to do right. that. So I'm going to do so something else. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish your point. I'm sorry. Go oh, ahead. I was gonna. I want to do something else. My ultimate goal before I decided to ride my bike across the country was I wanted to do the Appalachian Trail. That's what I really wanted to do. I would but, love to do that with you. That's been <laughs> that's been on my bucket list for so. I do a, I do a faction of it up here in Maine, a, sh- a uh-huh. short leg of it because it yeah. is such a long trail. But it's well represented up here in Maine, the Appalachian Trail. It oh yeah, up, it is. It comes right. It comes right up. Yeah. So I, but kudos the, to you. But, but the problem, and I haven't found a solution yet, is because I have type 1 diabetes, I have to take insulin, and without right. insulin, I die. And I don't know how I would keep insulin at a consistent temperature for that long of a period. So, anyway. Was diabetes hereditary in your family, or were you the first start of something not so good, if you will? Or was, <laughs> it, not- or was, it, gen- was it family heritage of, of history of diabetes or not no not no so nobody in my family and um the strange thing it's it's a, it's a crazy thing but i got the flu and within two yep. weeks of getting the flu um i had every classic symptoms of juvenile diabetes which is what we called it back then and Correct. i actually saw you'll remember this phil donahue you remember phil donahue oh, yeah. right oh, yeah. oh, he yeah. he interviewed mary tyler moore one day yep. in his show, and Mary Tyler Moore was um, talking about this, the symptoms and everything of type one or juvenile diabetes. And my best friend looked at me and she says, "That's what you have. You've got it." And I'm like, "I know." So I, at 17, called my doctor's office. They must have thought I was crazy, and I said, "I know what I have." And they said, right. "What do you have?" And I'm like, "Because I had been in and out of the doctor's office a lot. I mean, I was losing I weight. I mean, it was." horrible that last couple of weeks anyway. And they said that, no, you can't have juvenile diabetes because it's hereditary. You can only get it hereditary. And I thought, okay. So then two weeks later, I was in ICU in a coma fighting for my life, you know, but, but Phil Don, I always say Phil Donahue saved my life. Cause I knew you go. what it was before I went to the hospital. No, no. When you were a teenager before seven, you know, 13, 14, whatever, yeah. were, were you a sweet tooth per se, or that had nothing to do with anything? No? It doesn't have anything to do with it, but no, never really no. liked, I like, you know, I like salty things more than sweet things. There you but, go. So go but, figure, right. But, but yeah. everybody does have to be the initiator somewhere in the family tree of the mm-hmm. bad stuff too. And I guess it was yourself or, who knows why, right? I don't. I don't know. It was know, not hereditary. It wasn't hereditary not, in, in your case. In your in case. my case, but you know, there there could be uh, nobody knows. But you know, because because it attacked my the flu attacked my pancreas. They're assuming that it probably was not hereditary. And thank goodness, but my kids don't have it, nor do my grandkids have it. That's the most important thing. My kids, nor so my it didn't grandkids, get passed to the next generation. If you no, will, that's so no. beautiful too. So that's Great. that's so wonderful. I don't mind it being for me, but I just don't ever want it to be with my kids. You know, that no, are no, now no. grandkids. When you've been you through know. it yourself, I I can only imagine that. But when you've been through it yourself, you certainly don't want to you know see someone else go through it yeah but what's so crazy is with the the things i've done over i always i always talk about my life since i was in my 30s because that's where i made the biggest impact from my 30s to now my mid-60s is because i have more energy in my mid-60s than i even thought about having in my 30s and it's so crazy when you get it right and you start doing the right things for your body you know what you you could be my twin and what works for me is not going to work for you. And what Correct. what I eat may not help you. It's vice versa. And so that's Correct. what's so crazy is when people, a lot of my coaching clients, at first they'll say, it's not going to work. I've tried it before. And I'm like, let's give it a shot. Let's just try. Let's see. What do you like to eat? What right, do you not like? You'd be right like? where you were before if it Ex- didn't work. Ex- if exactly. It didn't work, let's give it a shot. Let's give it a shot. <laughs> Continue. That's Continue. that's why I always offer my clients, you know, hundred percent money back guarantee. If you if it there doesn't you work for you, I don't want to the work with you if it's not going to work. The proverbial pudding. pudding. <laughs> yeah. 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 As my blood sugar goes up, no, I'm joking. Yeah, right, right, right. As long as it's non, what do you call it for dietetic pudding, if you will. I'm sorry. Yeah, but anyway, sugar free. So but when, anyway. the, when did the first when did the first book come? 
In the it order did. of succession of books, if you will. And tell us about all the books. Okay. My first book was called Diabetes Tragedy to Triumph. And at that time, it was based on almost 40 years of beating the odds, doing the research yep. and everything. And it was my endocrinologist, which is a doctor that helps people with diabetes. Right. And he Correct. kept saying, you know, because I was bringing him things that I was doing because he's, I mean, everybody that meets me, they're like, what he are you learning, doing? He was learning from you. He was exactly. learning from you. That's what he always said always said yep. and so he said i really really would like for you to write a book and i'm like i'm not an author he says you need to write a book put it in layman's terms just like you're doing to me and then we're going to help so many more people because i tell them do this do this do this and they look at me like i'm speaking a foreign language so anyway Correct. my first book was you know is based on that my second book is called ride for hope 3527 miles bicycle ride, basically, you know, and it, you know, inspired a nation. That's what I had people vote on it because give me suggestions who followed my ride. Because did, did I you do like a little contest, informal yes. contest or something like that. Great. Great. Yes. And then my last book is called uh, longevity codes, which I actually right. co-authored with my husband. And it's based on all the research that helps you live a longer, healthier, more active life. I mean, that's basically what it is in a nutshell. There's a lot of research and there's always links to everything I do with research because there's a lot of snake oil salespeople out there and, you know, say, take this and you won't have this disease. I've had for forever almost people tell me, take cinnamon, you won't have diabetes anymore. Right. Correct. No, that's not true. That's not true. Correct. Correct. You know, it's yeah. not true. So everything I say, everything Correct. I do is back with science because I don't want people to say, oh, is she telling the truth? No, I'm Correct. telling you what we know right now. This is what's working. And like I said earlier, what works for me is not going to work for anybody else, probably. But finding out what works best for you is what exactly. makes all the difference. Exactly. That's the beautiful thing about the human body and the physiology. We all have the innate trait to, to heal ourselves, mm -hmm. no doubt. But mm -hmm. we're all Absolutely. different. And as you said, siblings, you know, there's so many asymmetric things from siblings, of course, but so many mm -hmm. differentialities too. You might have gotten mm -hmm. measles, I might not have. Why? Right. Especially if mm -hmm. we were in the same room at the same time and all that kind of crazy stuff. But that, mm -hmm. that's like you said, I, I might love sweet potato pie you might hate it or, mm -hmm. you know all those crazy little things but we're not exactly alike mm -hmm. that's exactly we're, right covering that at whatever age we are even more fun that's the beauty of the human mm -hmm. body and the human persuasion and then just when we get up in our age to discover it that's the built-in fountain of youth right there and continuing You're discovering it every day that's what keeps that's us right. young. The first time my husband and I yep. backpacked to the bottom of the Grand Canyon, uh, we met a couple at the bottom who were 86 and 84 at the time. There you go. And, there and they, go. Do it, they do it twice a year. And we looked at each other. We said, <laughs> yeah, we're going to be doing this in our 80s also. And we just, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go out tomorrow. They just inspired me and at least <laughs> walk five more miles than I did yesterday. They walked the Grand Canyon several times. They do. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, really, yeah. really. We you just finished up. We went backpacking to the bottom of the Grand Canyon yeah, back in May this God, year, just a couple of months ago. And we were like, them. in our sixties, we were like, ooh, how are That's we going to do this in our eighties? We got to figure out a plan. <laughs> but. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's the way I, I tease a little bit. <laughs> Seeing the Grand Canyon years ago, topside. How crazy and beautiful must it be as you get down into it? It must oh, be beautiful. The stars. It oh, it's it's breathless. It's breathless. I mean, you sit there and you just you can't you can't describe it. Yes, and right. you know, you try to take pictures. Right. I know. You can't describe it topside. It's just it's our favorite place in the world to go. It's just a long hike 10 almost I'll 10 bet. and a half miles down straight down and then that wow. 10 and a half miles straight back <laughs> and we'll that's back yeah yeah that's pretty that's pretty back good pounds, and at an incline of stuff in yeah. proverbial it's, it's drawing board another book another project you're in the middle. yeah <laughs> remind me Remind me never to arm wrestle you, first of all. <laughs> so, middle of one, or let's let the couple that you've done ride for a while, or any I, aspirations for another book or so? I, I keep, people keep asking me to write another book and write yep. it, 
geared towards children and how to take care of their health. Because so many of the kids nowadays, they think, oh, it's okay to have a glass of orange juice. Have an orange instead of orange juice, you know, or something like that, you know, or it's okay to have donuts for breakfast and things like that. And I'm, I, I keep sitting down to work on it. And I keep thinking, I probably need to team up with somebody because I don't speak kid language, I do. you know, I can talk to my grandkids, you know, but I, I think it's so important right, because right. if we can save future well, yeah. generations, I mean, we as a society are getting more unhealthy day after day, year after year, decade after decade. And if nothing else that we haven't learned over the last three and a half, four years is, man, we need to take good care of our health. That's the only thing we have. I mean, without health, we have nothing, especially good health, you know? And so I really kind of leaning towards maybe doing that. I shot a documentary. We're still in the editing stage, just of my ride. And the things I do in my age, at my age, and a lot of it's talking about you know, health, a lot of us talking about, you know, the mental aspect, because it's so hard for so many people, no matter what your diagnosis is, or what your age is, how do you stay positive? How do you stay ready to go, ready to take out a challenge? And I learned it from my grandmother, who was still doing the splits at 90. She was still riding horses at 99, and died of pneumonia, like within three or four days of her hundredth birthday. I mean, you know, she lived my ideal life. She did every humanly thing possible. She was active. She never sat down. She was out there playing with all the kids and everything else. And she was a great example to me where we have several friends, my husband and I, that they're our age and they sit around and they do a lot of talking about, oh, my aches and pains. I hurt. I'm getting old. I can't do that. I can't do that. And we look at each other like, no, 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 you're crazy, you know. So exactly. it's just yeah. it's just I'm sorry. trying to help people realize it's trying to help people realize you can do whatever you put your mind to. It may be more challenging with certain diagnosis Correct. or certain age, but you can still do it. Don't you think that especially people of our age bracket when you start to get x number of decades, don't you think it has a lot to do with the way that we were taught? how to react to all these different diseases and maladies. And you have to have a nice stand full of medication because it was drilled into your head. That's, That's that right. the only way. Or And how many times did the food pyramid change in our yes. lifetime? And who knows if that was ever right? right? <laughs> who knows if that was ever right? So, That's exactly right. So changing old ways, I guess, is my point. It's the hardest thing sometimes because people are, to your point, I'm a certain age. I can't move because I'm a certain age. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, you can. And why do you say that? Because you're a certain age? It's just a Mm -hmm. number. Mm It's just a number. Yep. And to to, to your point, God love my mother-in-law just celebrated her 100th birthday in May. And I'll tell you what, I love her odds for 101 and beyond if the world allows it. Mm -hmm. But I love her odds of making it. And she's of the same way. You know, she's obviously at a hundred years slowed down. Right. But 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 not that not that much. I mean for <laughs> for that age. So that's amazing. And as you know, around the world there's so many generations that they would say, She's only a hundred? <laughs> Some generations, as you well know, it's like That's right. Yeah, so what? That's mm-hmm. the new seventy or whatever. And mm-hmm. I'd like to think moving forward it is and will be. Yes. I think I think I like to think that our legacy is going to keep things in order if they give it get get the chance to do so. I really mm-hmm. have good visions of where we're at at the at the planet. Not maybe right at the moment. Just some turbulent waters and all of that. But I like to think that your grandkids and mine are going to change this world for in so many ways. Again, with our influence, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's our job. That's, our That's job. exactly right. And just give them so the where hope. Are you in your give them the house? hope. Yep. Give them where the are hope. You in your... yeah, yeah. I love that word. Can you play upon the word hope and how that got you all started again to revisit the word hope? Please. But because <laughs> when I when I was seventeen, lying in that hospital bed, not one not that doctor, at the, nobody at the nobody yeah. gave me hope. 
Nobody right. gave me hope. And because chilling of that, that certainly not that physician. I'm going to no. suck him or her up. But anyway, but anyway and all going. the medical people, I'd have to go to all right. these classes and everything to learn how right. to, you know, do all this kind of stuff with diabetes. Right. Right. But not one person, because I'd ask a question, they'd say, no, that's not possible. You have diabetes. And I'm like, yeah, it's possible. I can do it. I, you know, I'm trying to think in my mind, how can I do it? You know? So it's Again, just it, without hope, we have nothing. And that's so right. important. That's my mission in life is to provide hope for other people. So encouraging. And then when you get that interaction with the trip, for sure, the trips, multiple <laughs> with your husband and so forth, all mm -hmm. of those interactions, that's so encouraging because we know it. But it's so good to hear that there's so many really good people still of course on this mm -hmm. planet mm -hmm. we just need them to balance whatever else goes on the crazy so, things <laughs> yeah well, whatever whatever we're obviously you know anyway yeah. whatever else goes on to get back to the balance we, we should be good i think I so, think so not to rush you but to segue out a little bit please do refresh us so we don't lose anything in translation Let's revisit your website. Please tell us your website, all your social media, how people can reach out to you, the, the whole gamut, so we don't forget to do so. Please. Okay. Well, thank you for that. So my website is Tracy Herbert. That's T-R-A-C-Y-H-E-R-B-E-R-T.com. Nobody... Yep. Females this day and age don't spell Tracy that way. I think my parents just like Dick Tracy. I have no idea why they spelled it that way. Dick so Tracy, remember, Dick there's... <laughs> who, who didn't like Dick Tracy? Continue. I know. <laughs> so anyway, that, and I'm on all the social media platforms, Tracy Herbert, Tracy Herbert Wellness. Just look for that. Um, I highly recommend if you're struggling with something, go to my website because I have free resources and my goal is to not just provide hope, but also to give people tools that they can implement in their lives right now to start feeling better, start having more energy, which there in turn turns to hope. And so it's Love all it. there, everything. And you know, if you're struggling with something and you need somebody to talk to, you know, I even put my phone number on everything because I don't want anybody struggling and set, you know, I have calendar, you know, send me a calendar link and we can get together. It's free. It's complimentary because you have to take control today because you don't want to wait for 10 years down the road or one day down there the road go. and have a bad diagnosis or even worse. So you start making the changes right now and it doesn't have to be massive, just little changes like grab an apple instead of a candy bar or a bag of chips, you know, Go for a walk instead of watching the big shows that are being binge watched right now. You know, just it doesn't have to be you don't have to ride your bike across the country. You don't have to eat salads like I do every morning for breakfast, but find right. what works best for you, because if you enjoy it, you're going to do it over and over again. And if it tastes good, I didn't say tastes unhealthy. If it tastes right. good, you're going to be shocked how much better you feel, how much more exactly. energy you have. But then if you have a weight issue, you'll start saying, whoa, the weight's coming off also. It's really not hard. It really isn't. And can you reinforce for us, please, how important hydration is and with the <sighs> best source of water that you can get, depending on geographics and what have you. But can you please reinforce how key hydration is at any age? Please. At any age, but especially as we age, but at any age. I have... I, everybody laughs at me, the kids, the grandkids, everybody laughs at me because I'm a waterholic. I never, yeah, there you go. Good job. I, you know, water is critical for life and for sure. you've got to drink it. Even if you don't like it, I tell people all the time, Hey, you don't like water. I used to not like water, but you know, throw a cucumber in there, which is odd, but it tastes really good. Put in the refrigerator for a couple hours. It tastes good. Throw a strawberry or a watermelon or a lemon or lime, the typical things you can find things, not that you add in, you know, powdered sugars and stuff like that, Correct. but find a real whole foods. A Kool-Aid, like when we not, were kids, yeah. Kool-Aid. <laughs> not Kool-Aid, exactly. And, you know, drink it. And, you know, what I do now, I would not recommend you do this without checking with your physician first, but every right. morning I put a little bit of salt, 
Celtic salt in my water and I put a little so bit of lemon good. in it. And that's what I good do before you. I drink coffee or anything, because good when you deal. sleep at night, you're dehydrated. And the most important thing is we need electrolytes. I don't drink those famous sports drinks or anything because I, I just don't. Anyway, I do my own sports drink and I do just a little bit of Celtic water. I it's mean, more it's, natural. Celtic, it's, it's more exactly. natural when you do it, when you do it that way, it's more natural. That allows the body. It just makes sense. Yep. It just yep. makes sense. And that's what I carry when I was on my bike ride or when I'm on long bike rides, I carry four bottles of water with me, two regular water and two of my little salt lemon water. (laughs) And I do it all the time. But if you don't drink water, you're going to end up having major consequences. Oh, you really are. You gotta, you gotta find something you can put in there if you don't like water. But yeah, water is the most critical thing. I live in it, Texas, it really, and it's 113 degrees today. I think is what they said it was going to be. Make and sure yeah, I you went, drink a lot of water. Yeah, and I went seriously. out and ran. I ran out and ran. I mean, it was only 92, but I still ran. But I had my trusty salt water when I was done. Absolutely. And, I love mm-hmm. that you add salt to it too. Good for you. Good for you. It's got to be the healthy that's... salt, Celtic or Himalayan yeah, make sure. salt. Good point. Good point. Not iodized salt. Please. That's exactly right. <laughs> Not iodized salt, please. Thank you yep. for making that point and reinforcing that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the magic question I always ask my guests that kind of as we start to phase out the world is a little topsy turvy right now. It's inverted for sure. What would be your words of encouragement for people that are maybe struggling with it, with the fear factor and maybe a little bit of theater or whatever is all the cyclones around us going on? What what would be your advisement to somebody that might be really struggling with it at this juncture? It's so important to have a good support system. Sure. But they need to be people. You've got to have people in your life that's encouraging. And if you don't have people, but you also have to have people that ask the tough questions too. So I'm not just going to say, oh, life is great. Life is great. But right. what I like to do is I have some, I always have inspiration quotes on my office wall. I oh. always, always read something inspirational in the mornings. I listen to inspirational music. I um, do all sorts of things. I spend less time watching the news and more time being around people because the news can really play havoc on you. And I do think news is important, but overload of news cannot help. It only hurts. And nowadays we have news 24 hours a day. When we were kids, we had three channels and we had the 530 news, I think was all we had six o'clock or something, you know, and those are so important, but find people, get around support, people that really care and will build you up there to, you know, have a shoulder to cry on when you're struggling and exercise because exercise changes the mind. It really does. does. And you don't have to go heavy. You can go walk around the block, get in nature if at all possible. And if you can take your shoes and socks off, walk and around in your grounded. grass, get grounded. And get grounded. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. It's so yep. true. It's yep. so true. You know, when and we were we kids. Talk, yep. And we, we talk kids, a lot about energy healing in the yep, body, yep, how it's yep. energy and getting grounded. Definitely getting grounded. comes up through and vibrates. Through. Try it sometime, folks, yep. if you haven't tried it. You got to do we're it. And if you leading, can, we're not leading you astray. We are not leading you astray. That's exactly right. And if you can get to the ocean with a beach, yeah. you know, that's even better. But hey, I don't live anywhere near a beach or ocean, but I get out in my yard every day, even in the wintertime, and I ground because it's so important. And when you. we were kids growing up, ground being grounded was a negative thing so i always make a joke about it and say hey being grounded is a good thing <laughs> don't because we all had that bad feeling when we were kids oh you're grounded you know something like Correct. that and that so ground you know drink lots of water eat fresh food if your grandma Correct. can't pronounce the names that's on the box exactly. don't eat it and exactly it's amazing how bad when you eat that kind of junk, the processed food, and especially the ultra processed food, it's going to mess with your mental clarity. It's going to mess with your mood and everything else. Everything. So the whole gamut. Yep, exactly. The whole gamut. 
in any time we used to be pretty good at label reading i mm -hmm. don't know if we're getting back to being better again we were getting pretty good at it mm -hmm. especially in the western hemisphere where we weren't so good at it for a long time yes yeah. anytime you see like r125 folks <laughs> you might as well go to staples and buy a bottle of red ink and i <laughs> kid you not because that's exactly what it is Yep, yep, that's exactly I'm saying, right. I'm just saying, and to Tracy's <laughs> earlier point, if it's xylophone formula 67195, <laughs> what is that? And why would you want to put that into your body? Yeah. Period. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. Right. right? So, yep. Cook at home, so, eat at home more, try to buy, if you can afford it, try to buy, you know, free range beef and free range eggs and stuff like that. Exactly. Oh, grass fed, I'm sorry, grass fed. Free, exactly. free range and eggs. Of course, in our, regions, in our regions where we can get to know and trust our yeah. local farmers, mm -hmm. producers, help mm -hmm. them, help us, help all of it. It helps the community, it helps them, it helps us. And that's how you rejuvenate health and cut health care costs, yep. <laughs> which yep. are most assuredly out of control and broken. Mm -hmm. so, Absolutely. Did we get pretty much everything that we should get in today? Because you certainly have an open invite to come back and continue this saga because this story is far from over, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, it'd so be great is there to come anything back. that you wanted to squeeze in before we do go that would maybe we didn't cover? Just the most important thing, small steps equals big changes. Don't feel like you have to change everything today because that's going to probably set you up for failure. It would me, exactly. it does most people. So just do something small every day Correct. and just start seeing the transformation because it's quicker than you realize, especially if you're eating like the typical American diet, you know, exactly. that's not healthy and making those little changes and just enjoy life, laugh. You know, get a good night's sleep. We've, you know, we used to think sleep was a waste of time. Now we realize in research that sleep is critical for living a longer, healthier life. And, and it helps your mood. You eat less because when you don't sleep well, you're grilling. I mean, I'm not going to get into all that because that's just way overboard. Right. But you're going to really start seeing some differences. And you're going to want to eat more sugar and things like that. And sugar, I don't care if you have diabetes or don't. Sugar is horrible for us. Think about heart disease. Think about cancer. Think about inflammation. About all of it. All of that. It's all like, of it. It's usually the comfort for pretty much all of it. That's exactly pretty right. People are always like, oh, you don't like sugar because you have diabetes. I'm like, no, I don't like sugar because sugar's bad for us. You know, we used to eat back in the day, you know, that much, you know, that much of sugar. Now we're eating this much sugar, you know, it's ridiculous. Right. Our bodies are not right. created to eat that much sugar. So there's you know, enough, not, there's enough natural sugar in mm -hmm. a good piece of fruit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And a good exactly. piece of fruit. So good time of year to do that for the summer. Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we definitely have to have you come back to elaborate on all of those things. And again, I'll have you reach out to me as your busy schedule allows you to do that. I think it's a perfect place to end it for today. We got quite a bit in, I think, and we definitely want to uh, direct everybody to the website. Again, one more time on the website before we leave. Just It's TracyHerbert.com, T-R-A-C-Y-H-E-R-B-E-R-T.com. Perfect. So I think that's a great place to leave it, everyone in the audience. And good Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, I'll be right here waiting for you again tomorrow. So... Continue to pay it forward. We grow together. We do everything as a community, as with Tracy's Fine Works, our works, the works, as we work as a team. And again, to her earlier point, if you take one more step than you took yesterday, that's positive. Take one more tomorrow, five more the next day, whatever. Low, slow, tortoise in the hair. I've mm -hmm. always taken that approach in life. Be it good or be it bad, it's been rewarding for myself. So food for thought. We'll see you again tomorrow. Bye-bye for now. And may God bless. Peace, everybody. Thanks for joining us.